तब कथामृत तप्तजीवन कविवीड़ कलमशापा श्रवणमंगल श्रीमदात भुवि गृहती ये भूरीदायक्चर ऑफ दर्ड्स इज द लाइफ फॉर दोज हुर स्कॉर्स बाय द वर्ल्ड द वर्ड्स विच हैव बीन अचर्ड बाय द नोर्स ऑफ ट्रूथ विच आई पाउच सिंस द वेरी हियरिंग ऑफ विच इज बेनिफिशियल विच आर ब्यूटिफुल प्लीजिंग टू द इयर्स प्लीजिंग टू द हार्ट्स विच आर इनएक्सॉस्टेबल दोज रिकाउंट देम ऑन द अर्थ आर द गिवर्स ऑफ प्लेंकी ओम शांति 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 पीस 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 पीपुल Tonight our satsang will be on Shami Vishuddhananda's reminiscences. Shami Vishuddhananda was born in 1883, passed away in 1962. He was a disciple of Holy Mother. He joined the monastery in 1904, and he was a president of the ramakrishna order a great monk a renowned soul he was vacationing in hardwar in 1956 for two months in summer every night after supper he used to sit outside in on a lawn and all monks would come and he would talk about his memories of the early monks of the ramakrishna order shami brahmananda shami premananda shivananda ramakrishnananda and shami dhirishananda recorded those teachings at that time there was no tape recorder he wrote He has or what he heard that he wrote at night in his diary, and this section came from his diary. I was very, I knew Swami Dirishananda ji very well. Swami gave me all of his diaries to me. Those diaries will come in a book form. They are printing serially Shat Sangratnaavali, and I worked on two volumes, Prachin Shadu Deer Kotha, Stories of the Old Monks of the Ramakrishna Order. Those two volumes will come. So these are the preview. You are listening in advance. Last two talks I gave on Deshwami, and tonight. Tonight will be my last song, last talk in this winter season. Twenty-fifth June, nineteen fifty-six. Swami was talking about last. Which is a great obstacle. 
to spiritual life and our meditation. He was telling that this is very inherent in all human bodies. There are some sayings are there. Nobody should be proud of your chastity and purity. Mahamaya can overwhelm anybody at any time. Never be proud. So he was talking about a monk. He used to live in a cave. One day, for many years he was in a cave. One day he heard some anklet sound near her, near his cave. So immediately he came out. Then he was thinking, I came out just to see a woman from my cave. Just listening the sound of the anklets, how this lust is inherent in human beings that he was talking about. Never be proud. Gyaninamapi chetangsi devi bhagavati hiya malatakrishya mahamaya prajachyati devi bhagavati he can, she can deluge anybody at any time. No discrimination, nothing works. God's grace. Never be proud and be careful. Then he was talking about <coughs> some people cry very often. So Swami was talking about Girish Chandra Ghosh, who was a Bohemian Jabuti of Sri Ramakrishna, a dramatist, famous actor. So one of his friends was seated with him and an actress came and started to cry and asking, please increase my salary, two rupees. <laughs> Girish said no. Mother, she was crying and crying and crying. Then Girish did not give any raise. So when she left, this French said, you are very cruel. This actress actually asked only for two rupees and you did not increase salary. And look how much she wept for you, for that. Oh, you are talking about weeping, tears. Wait. He called another actress and he was asking her, could you cry? Let me see how much cry you can do. So she started to cry and cry and tears flowed. Then she said, all right, now you can go. But look. My actresses, they know how to cry and how to weep. <laughs> <Not this. laughs> he was very happy. <laughs> I, I know this cry very well. <laughs> Rai Ramananda, one of the great scholars, asked, Chaitanya Dev, what is the sign of a monk? Well, those who have marks, Vaishnavas, you know, they have marks all over the body, then rosary, 
Dulci Mala, around the neck. That is the sign of a monk. Ramananda was not happy. Then he said, Yar Shannidde, Vitare Bhagavan Naya Bhagavan. When in company of that person, your mind will automatically will think about God. He is a real holy man. Just by the company. Once in Bhuvaneshwar, I asked Sri Brahmananda Maharaj, what is Nirbharata? Surrender to God. Then you see the real Nidvarasa, self-surrender, it comes from within. When it comes, you can feel that in every moment God is guiding you. Because you have surrendered your ego to God. So God possesses that ego and then God works through you. That is real self-surrender. Once Sri Ramakrishna told Swami Brahmananda, who was complaining, I am not getting any spiritual experience. Swami Sri Ramakrishna did not say anything. So it was the custom in Dakshinishwa, Sri Ramakrishna would send his disciples to practice meditation and japam in different temples. So he went to Kali temple in Natmandir, he was repeating his mantra. All of a sudden the light came from, from the Kali and he was scared and ran away. Then Sri Ramakrishna came back to his room and saw that Shami Brahmananda was in his room. You have come so early? Then he said, he then told his experience. Then Sri Ramakrishna said, you are complaining now you cannot, when you get the experience, you cannot hold it. What can I do? Then he talked about Shami Prigyananda. He was a revolutionary, then became a monk and he became a disciple of Holy Mother. He take him to the Holy Mother, a very quiet person. He never loses, he lost his temper. So Swami Sharadananda made a comment about him. Do you know who is a gentleman? A gentleman is that person that I shall make you angry, but you will answer in a very rational way. That means you are a gentleman. I am mad at you and but you are quiet and answering my question in a very rational way. Then you are a gentleman. Shami Brahmananda had a cook who came from Orisha named Udi. Maharaj wanted to show him all Calcutta. I take him to zoo, museum, I take him to a theater. So if Shami Vishuddhananda was taking Maharaj's cook to everywhere. Then, <clears throat> and he did not like to go to the theater. Then Maharaj was telling, and he went to the theater and he fell asleep. So he brought him and to the home. 
to the ashram. Then <laughs> Maharaj said, what happened? Maharaj, he fell asleep, I brought him home. Then I said, how is Calcutta? If you live in Calcutta, Dokshineshwar, Bhubaneshwar, Odisha, it's just like a village. Then Maharaj was telling him, look, those who have tasted the bliss of God, the worldly pleasure becomes dull, insipid. Shami Brahmananda wanted to go, it was in 1908, Shami Brahmananda wanted to visit Rameshwaram. Rameshwaram is the southernmost part of India. It is on the India, Indian Ocean, Bay of Bengal and Arabian Sea. It was on Indian Ocean, anyhow. So Maharaj went there. So he wanted his cap. His attendant forgot the key. Maharaj was very angry. Second, they have to change the train in Madurai. Within one hour, you will have to finish your food and you take the next train. And the, his attendants were went to the bathroom and all those things. Maharaj became bad. Said, well, you, why did you not finish all this shower and everything in the train? Anyhow, then <laughs> he was talking about how Maharaj was disciplining us and scolding us because we are not following his instructions properly. Then as soon as we got down in the Brahmeshwaram, straight he went to the temple without washing the feet. Straight. And these monks, these monks were trying to take the luggage in the home and, and Maharaj became mad at them. No, 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 no. First, you must visit the teaching. Then you do other things. But do you know what? Then he said, after scourging, when we came to Ram, Minakshi temple in Madurai, he was in ecstasy. And Minakshi temple, only the Brahmins can go to the Jiji. But Brahmananda Sharira is not a Brahmin, Kshatriya. But Ramakrishnananda escorted him. And he shouted, Aluar, Aluar, Aluar. Aluar means Vaishnava, illumined saint, illumined saint. And all the priests are overwhelmed. Maharaj straight entered, <laughs> entered, entered the main sanctuary. And there, and they are all holding him. He was in deep samadhi there. And he has the vision of the mother Minakshi. And the all priests and the visitors, they are watching his eyes. We have never seen such person. Well, it was in the Bangalore Ashrama, <coughs> there will be a dedication ceremony. So Nara and Ayengar <coughs> asked Maharaj that you will have to come and you will have to give a talk. Well, no, 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 I cannot talk. I, I can visit, but I cannot talk. <laughs> then Ramayana said, Maharaj, the Mysore Maharaj's ministers and all these dignitaries, top people will come, you will have to say something. So, 
They, he wrote few sentences. Maharaj, you just memorize it. So Maharaj took the paper and tried to memorize. It happened in Madras first. Some of Madras devotees are asking, will you give a lecture? Lecture? These people do not lecture. One or few words come from their lips, we twist them and make lecture. They are illumining souls. They are not, they are not speakers. <laughs> then in Bangalore, Maharaj <laughs> was asking Vishuddha, let me see, I am experiment on you. Listen how I speak, <laughs> just like a child. Then when the time came, he, he gave, he talked. Swami says, he was rising, he was telling one monk, today is a very auspicious day in my life. I read the gospel of Sri Ramakrishna 50 times. And every time I read, I find something new. And do you know what I found out from the gospel? Two words. Go forward, and dive deep. These are the two main things I find in the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna. In the Gospel of Ramakrishna, in Kathamrita, you will find the devotion according to Narada, unconditional devotion, devotion of Mahavir, devotion mixed with knowledge. I remember I asked one monk, that you lived with Swami Turiyananda, could you tell me something? Then he said, one day in Hardwar, we are going to Brahmakund, the place, the holy place where people go and bathe. By the side of the road, I found a confectioner who is making jilipi. Jilipi, you know that liquid butter and they put a container and there is a hole and they make this and here is a big container with hot oil or ghee and they fry it and then there is a big container syrup. So they fry it and put it into syrup. That is the way they make jilipi. So seeing the jilipi, Swami Turiyananda cried out, Hey, Shuren! Jilipi is our goal. Jilipi is the goal of our life. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what, Swami, what do you mean? Ghee bheje, chini rase khalo. Fry in ghee and soak into syrup. That means Gyanamishra Bhakti. Have knowledge, fry you, fry yourself with knowledge and then soak yourself into devotion. That is our goal. That's Sri Ramakrishna taught. You see, if you soak only into <coughs> syrup, it will not be tasty. And if you fry only, it will not be tasty. Fry it, soak into syrup, then it will be tasty. 
Maharaj was very fond of me. Sometimes he once uh, from a distant place in a village, remote village, some devotees came for a speaker because <coughs> they are observing Sri Ramakrishna's birthday anniversary. So Maharaj said, sit here. There is a monk who is meditating in the shrine. When he will come out, you must fall at his feet. And you must force him this way. I am tell, telling you what you will have to say. <laughs> Yogeva Maharaj, please agree with us, agree to give a lecture in our place. We shall feed you with big, big climbing fish. <laughs> um, and we shall give you very good food. Please come to our village and hold his foot, feet, both feet strongly and never let him go. <laughs> when I came out from the shrine, this person, you know, grabbed my feet and just, Mora <laughs> just telling, say what I told you, say, say to him. <laughs> then, then finally, I had to <laughs> agree and join to, to their village to give a talk. Maharaj, you sometimes child, you know, you used to play with these people. <laughs> Shami Sharbananda, he was a great monk, Brahmananda's disciple. Maharaj, we are monks, we left home, family, everything, still in the monastery. Why do we have so much friction? Why? Shami Brahmananda replied, because you do not have love for Sri Ramakrishna. That is the reason you have friction. I heard another story. There are two monks, they had fight. So one monk could not bear it anymore. He fell at Maharaj's feet and said, Maharaj, you will have to take an action against him. My stomach is not good today. You come tomorrow. <laughs> Next day when he came, my I, my head is not working today, you come tomorrow. That was his technique. <laughs> he was just harassed. Because time as a fact, as a factor to solve many roles, many problems, time factor. <laughs> then, the second day evening, he could not bear anymore, fell at Maharaj's feet and grabbed him and said, Maharaj, you have to do something. Do you know what he did? He put his hand on that monk's head and said, Do you remember? Do you remember? Why did you leave home? That one sentence was enough. One sentence was enough to solve the problem. He reminded that monk, Did you come here to quarrel and fight? You have come here to realize God that you have forgotten. You know, sometimes in our day-to-day -day life, we forget. We forget our ideal. And all frictions, remember, it comes through ego. It is a clash of egos. Husband, wife, family, whatever you see in the office, all clashes of ego. I think I can do the world better, and you think you can do the world better. Friction.
That is the reason Swamiji introduced democracy in our order. If there is any difference of opinion, majority's opinion will be accepted. Yeah. used to live in Advaita Ashrama in Banaras, he used to get up at 3 o'clock and there was a, a, a bucket of water that it is cold winter. With that cold water he used to take some bath and then he used to meditate till 6-7 o'clock in the morning, then perform Sri Ramakrishna's worship. Worship is very minimum, mostly he meditated. He had only one piece of cloth that ten hands, five, five years. That also he used to cut half. He was very fond of his dogs, pet dogs. Just talking about how the challenges happened. One day I was, <laughs> I was going to visit Kalyanisha Shiva Temple near Belur Mart with Shai Brahmananda. And there is a brick on the road. Maharaj was pushing that brick with foot. Then he picked up the brick and removed it. Then he said, this I learned from Sri Ramakrishna. This brick was an obstacle for many people. You know, they can stumble, they can fall. Always keep the road clear for others. Then he looked at me and said, Look, try to maintain the collectedness of God all the time. Sharon manon, smaron manon, recollectedness. You see, when you practice this recollectedness all the time, that is called Sahaja Yoga, natural awareness of God. If you practice a lot of japa and meditation and study spiritual things for a long time, then your spiritual current will flow inside automatically. That is called a spotted one. That he was telling, please practice it. As I told you the other day, he went to Chitrakut mountain, that it is in Madhya Pradesh, there where Rama stayed, and there he had the vision of the chosen deity. Then he said, you know, only one day or two days vision is not enough. Sometimes with intense yearning, longing can bring you vision or you can see the light, but that can disappear again. How to hold it? That is this whole mystery is there. Then Swami told the story of Ashtabhakra, a great sage, he was a deformed body. He was born with deformed body. Ashta means age, Bakra means bent, age-bent body. Came out from the mother's womb. He was a Gyani. Why do I have this body? 
हु इज माई क्रिएटर पहले ब्रह्मा ब्रह्मा क्रिएटर ब्रह्मा लुकिंग एज बेंड बॉजी ब्रह्मा से आई मेक द बॉजी अकॉर्डिंग टू देवर पहले कैन यू चेंज माई बॉजी नो देन यू आर नो गोज एट ऑल यू गेट आउट फ्रॉम माई स्ट्रेच and make me good looking and she was a judge in our magic department then who can do it you are no good then he threw away all three gods then he said it is me my karma made this body like this i cannot change my karma but i cannot change myself and he became a loony transcend the body idea he became a non dualist then he said that there was a great pundit great scholar but he had no peace of mind so he went to many people many holy people he did not work out then one day he went to take bath in the ganges and he found a big fish he raised his head and said i am thirsty <coughs> then the <coughs> then the pundit said you live in the water and you say i am thirsty that is true but my water goes through the mouth and what do you call it this gill gill huh? gill it comes through the gill it comes to the gill then pondi said ulojja mane take the water in your mouth and go upside down then it will go to your stomach <laughs> then the fish answered that is the answer for you you are studying the scripture but you are not putting inside you are not practicing for the reason you have no peace there are some great scholars they have many problems ulojjao very beautiful advice well i went to ranchi there is a big place for the lunatic asylum <laughs> so some lunatics followed us oh you are you belong to ramkrishna mission the one Lunatic started to chant a Sanskrit shloka. <laughs> so another lunatic was telling, "Ha! You are telling Ramakrishna Mission monks are very learned, and you are telling a Sanskrit shloka to this monk." <laughs> Then one lunatic was telling, "Do you know what is the meaning of the word dunya? Dunya means the universe." 
So this monk, this lunatic was asking Shambhishuddha, do you know the meaning? Miller, no. Why don't you say it? That math person say, dunya means dunya. Money, this world belongs to doing, two things, purusha and prakriti. Even I learned a great thing from this mad person. Today, Shudin Maharaj Shuddhananda said, Today I learned a new thing. Then we went further, and then another crazy madman was saying, Hey, Shadu, hey, Shadu. He was calling. Then the, the doctor was telling that, the psychiatrist was telling, Don't listen to them. I'm, Please go forward. Go. Then, oh, you monk, you have so much ego. Huh? I am calling you and you are not answering. <laughs> I, I was waiting to see this man. Finally, I did not go to that crazy person. Then, oh, Ankar, so much ego. You have this okar cloth ego. Huh? Okar cloth. Spending two pies, one can cover the cloth, and you monk has so much ego. <laughs> Funny. When Swami Brahmananda died in 1922, I practiced Havishyana. One meal a day, vegetarian food, boiled rice and milk, that I ate 13 days. Though he was not my guru, but he was more than my guru. He was a disciple of Holy Mother. Moreover, he was a spiritual son of Sri Ramakrishna. Jesus said, who hath seen the son, hath seen the father. Then he told a funny story about Nivedita. One day Golapma was holding a cat's neck, you know, that cat was very disturbing, neck, and grabbed and took to the outside and put in the lane, on the, on the street. And when he was grab the neck, the skin of the of the of the cat, then Nivedita learned a little in Bengali. She shouted, Gulapma, Mrittu, Mrittu, death, death. <laughs> when the cat will die. And we are all laughing that we listening to her Bengali. One day Joginma scolded a monk. Holy Mother was very upset. He, she admonished Yoginma. You are a householder and he is a monk. You are not supposed to be disrespectful to the monks. You must respect to his renunciation, his ochre cloth. The mother's voice was, that day was very high.
a couple of weeks after the passing away of Sri Ramakrishna, a Ramayit monk came from Ajodha to Dakshineshwar and asked Sri Ramakrishna's nephew Ramlal, I have come to see Paramahamsa Ramakrishna. Ramlal Dada said, Please wait here and shall go to this temple. I am going to this shrine now, then I shall come back and I shall I shall I shall talk to you. So he came back from the temple and said Sri Ramakrishna's room in Dakshineshwar. The Sri Ramakrishna passed away a couple of weeks ago. That monk began to cry. He gave me a vision and asked me to see him. And I have come and he gave away, he gave up his body. I am coming from Ajodha, walking, walking all this <coughs> nearly over 12 to 1500 miles. And he left. Then this monk sat one in the veranda next to Sri Ramakrishna's room. Ramlada says, I try to give him some prasad food, he won't eat. Three days that monk was seated in the veranda without eating. Then He was crying. On the third day, third night, Sri Ramakrishna <coughs> came from the came out from the Ganges and took this monk to the Bokultala Ghat and he put Sri Ramakrishna put his hand on that monk's head and blessed him and gave a bowl of pudding, rice pudding. And he ate. Then Ramadha the next morning was telling, I see you are very happy today. Last three days you did not eat. Last night Sri Ramakrishna came and gave me vision and gave me rice pudding. <coughs> Still the bowl is here. Ramadha said, I saved that bowl, but somebody took it away or threw it away. I don't know. Because in Sri Ramakrishna's room, there was a box made with mango wood. But somebody tried to clean it and throw it away. It shows that, you know, Master still appears before the people. Sri Ramakrishna told Girish Babu, Tumar gulapi nesha hai. Do you know what gulapi nesha? Gulap means rose, roseate intoxication. What is roseate intoxication? Perhaps those who have gone to the, some kind of restaurants, they serve good wine. So perhaps you ordered good wine, the waitress will come, first food, and they will bring a big bottle. So seeing the bottle, you are very happy. Ah, I shall drink it. 
Just seeing, but you have not you have not yet drunk. You have not started drinking. Then that girl will come with the cork opener, you know. He she will remove the cork. The moment you remove the cork, you see the fragrance of that wine. And some some gas will come out from that wine. You smell that is called roseate intoxication. You are in you have not started drinking, but you started to feel drinking. Roseate intoxication. And when you are drinking, then you are drunk. So, Sri Ramakrishna says, <laughs> roseate intoxication means, he was telling the Shakal Shondai, in the morning and evening, do you get this kind of intoxication? Chanting God's name, thinking of him, meditation. The way Sri Ramakrishna's observation, the way he talked about this, do you have this kind of roseate intoxication? If you want roseate, you must have the company of the Hodi, Sadhu Shangu. Balaram's in 1921, Swami Brahmananda gave monastic vows to many monks. So one monk asked, Maharaj, they are not trained, they are not fit. You gave the monastic vows. He said, look, I gave them a chance. Swami Vivekananda started this Ramakrishna order. I need all kinds of monks. I need Pujari. I need Christian in church. I need office in church. I need accountant. I need writer. I need speaker. I need gardener. I need hospital management. I need educational institutions. I need all kinds of monks. One kind of monk will, if all become speakers, then they, they, it will not work that way. I need all kinds of monks. So I need all kinds of monks. Yeah. And some will succeed. Those who are sincere, they will succeed. That's all. Swamiji said that. You must give a chance. We are not Sri Ramakrishna. He can see your inside, outside your past, present, future, everything you can see. But we do not have that power. But we must give a chance. A young man has come to realize God. We must give them a chance. Truth is very, very important in spiritual life. One can, if you really want to realize God, you will have to hold on to the truth. Parents are the first teachers of the children. 
Well, there was a young monk, his name was Shottar Maharaj, I'm Shottar, no, we knew him very well. His mother told him, always speak the truth. So one day, seeing his notebook, one of his brothers copied it and showed the master. And master saw that his copy also the same. Then he said, you, you copied from him. Well, no. Then he... He, you know, punished him. Then he came to his mother and mother, I told the truth that look what happened. It happened to Mahatma Gandhi's life. Mahatma Gandhi did not go to school one day. And the rule is, if you do not come, you will have one and a fine. So, what happened? He said that I do not come for this reason. There somebody was sick in my home and this and that. I touched the reason I did not come. No, you are telling lie. You will have to, you will have to pay one anna. Gandhi cried. One anna is nothing to give you, but I am telling the truth, and you are not accepting it. That is hurting me. Truth is very, very important. You know, sometimes I ask people, if you give words to anybody, you must try to keep your words, which is extremely important. That will enhance the integrity of your character. If you cannot fulfill your words, tell that person, this is the reason I could not fulfill my words. Please forgive me. <coughs> Truth is very, very important. He talked about the modern education. You know, now we get education, bridge earning education, very prosperous. But some moral, ethical, spiritual education are lacking. That is the reason our family life is very shaky. That we shall have to teach our children from the very beginning. And one day somebody, a young man came and blaming the parents. He's in drugs, mentally disturbed. Well, my parents' genes are bad, so I am bad. Are It doesn't work that way. Anyhow, that is means I shall read to you. I wrote and I'm working on a book last I started last year, I think. I wrote a book in Bengali, Dhyano Loke Sri Ramakrishna, Ramakrishna in the Abuja of Meditation. So that book became very popular, so I thought it should be in English. So I put that book into English. Name of the book will be See God with Open Eyes. That would be the title of the book. Meditation on Ramakrishna. There are 18 chapters. Meditation on Ramakrishna's form, Ramakrishna's qualities, 
रामकृष्णस लीला रामकृष्ण सर्विस प्लेसेस राम रामकृष्णस इंस्ट्रक्शन ऑन मेडिटेशन रामकृष्णस प्रेयर इन दिस वे देर आर रामकृष्ण स्क्रिप्चर हिस्ट्री ऑफ द गॉस्पल हिस्ट्री ऑफ द डिवाइन प्ले लीला प्रसंग इन दिस वे देर आर एटीन चैप्टर्स आर देयर सो आई रोज द इंट्रोडक्शन दैट आई शैल रीड टू यू See God with open eyes, meditation on Ramakrishna. This title raises several questions. Does God have a form? Can we see God as we see other objects and beings in this world? Can we hear or touch God? Ramakrishna answered these questions with his words and through his life. And many of those answers are collected in this book. apart from the mystics and illumined souls many people doubt the existence of god and think that it is impossible to see god without with their own eyes open the doubters misgivings will be dispelled only if they practice spiritual disciplines according to the guidance of an illumined teacher many mystics of different religions have testified that they have seen god and heard god's command moses heard the voice of god from within a burning bush i am that i am later he received the ten commandments from god on mount sinai saint teresa of avila saw jesus and talked to him God watches every being. A disciple of a Sufi saint experienced this. This saint wanted to test his disciples' spiritual progress. In the morning, he gave a chicken to each one of them, and asked them to slash its throat in a secluded place where no one could see this. Most of the disciples returned after following their teacher's order, but one disciple did not return. In the evening, he finally returned with the live chicken, and told the teacher, "I saw that God was watching me, so I could not find any secluded place in which to kill the chicken." Shortly after, Ram Krishna passed away. He appeared to Holy Mother on on 16th August 1886. The master's body was cremated, and his ashes are brought in an urn to the Kashipur Garden House. That evening, Holy Mother began to remove her jewelry, following the custom of Hindu widows. As she was about to take off her bracelets, <coughs> Ram Krishna appeared before her, looking as he did before he was stricken with cancer. Holding her hand, he said, "Am I dead that you are acting like a widow?" I just have moved from one room to another. She did not take off the bracelets, and instead wore them as long as she lived. Shami Bibi Kand wrote in the rule book of Belur Monastery, "The Lord has not yet given up the Ram Krishna form. Some see him in that form even now, and receive instructions from him. 
and all can see him in, if they so desire. This form will last until he comes again in another gross body. Though he is not visible to all, that he is in this order and guiding it as a fact of everybody's experience. In fact, if one sees an incarnation of God, it is the same as seeing God. Someone once asked Swami Brahmananda, Can one see Ramakrishna even now? The Swami replied, Yes, Swamiji saw the Master many times. We also see him from time to time. The Vedanta scriptures, <coughs> such, <coughs> such as the Upanishads and the Bhagavad Gita, emphasized that Brahman or the Atman cannot be perceived through our eyes or through any of the other senses. The Sheta Shvatar Upanishad says, His form is not an object of vision. No one beholds him with the eyes. They who, through pure intellect and the knowledge of unity based upon reflection, realize him as abiding in the heart, become immortal. The Munjuk Upanishad says, Brahman is not grasped by the eye, nor by speech, nor by the other senses, nor by penance or good works. A man becomes pure through serenity of intellect. Thereupon, in meditation, he beholds him, who is without parts. In the Gita, before showing Arjuna his universal form, Krishna said to him, With these eyes of yours, you cannot see me. I give you a divine eye. Behold! How my sovereign yoga power. These statements from the scriptures tell us that we cannot see Brahman or God with human eyes. We need divine eyes or spiritual eyes. Scientists use telescope to see planets that are beyond our perception. They also use microscope to see minute things that our eyes cannot see. There is no doubt about this because it is a scientific truth. Similarly, we need spiritual eyes to see the unseen God. And this divine sight develops through meditation and other spiritual practices. The Guru Gita says, Salutations to the Guru who with the collyrium stick of knowledge has opened the eyes of one blinded by the diseases, disease of ignorance. On 24th August 1882, M. asked Ramakrishna, When one sees God, does one see Him with these eyes? The Master replied, God cannot be seen with these physical eyes. In the course of the spiritual discipline, one gets a premier sharir, love body, endowed with premier chakshu, love eyes, premier karno, love ears, and so on. One sees God with those love eyes. One hears the voice of God with those love ears. But this is not possible without intense love of God. One sees nothing but God everywhere One, when one loves Him with great intensity. It is like a person with jaundice who sees everything yellow. Then one feels, I am verily He. On another occasion, Ramakrishna said, one cannot see God if one has even a slightest trace of worldliness. Matchsticks, if damp 
won't strike fire, though you rub thousands of, thousands of them against the matchbox. You only waste a heap of sticks. The mind soaked in worldliness is such a damp matchstick. Once Siddhartha said to our friends that she saw Krishna everywhere, both within and without. The friends answered, why do we don't see him at all? Are you delirious? Radha said, friends, paint your eyes with the collyrium of divine love, Anuraganjan, and then you will see him. Ramakrishna went to the Brahma Samaj and found the members of members meditating with their eyes closed. He told Vijay Goswami, a Brahma leader, there was a time when I too would meditate on God with my eyes closed. Then I said to myself, does God exist only when I think of him with my eyes closed? Doesn't he exist when I look around with my eyes open? Now, when I look around with my eyes open, I see that God dwells in all beings. He is the indwelling spirit of all, men, animals, and other living beings, trees, plants, sun and moon, land and water. The goal of this book is to train our eyes to see God in all. Sarvabhutya Brahma Darshan. Seeing or experiencing Brahman in every being and everything is the culmination of Vedantic experience. The Chanda Gupanishad tells us, Sarvam, Khalu, Idam, Brahma. Truly, all this, the visible universe is Brahman. As a scientist experiments to test his or her hypothesis, so Ramakrishna tested and verified his visions. Swami Bhigyanananda. Recalled, when the Master was blessed for the first time with the vision of the Divine Mother, he thought, if this vision of mine is true, let, then let this big stone, which was in front of the Nahabad, jump up thrice. Immediately the stone did in fact jump thrice. Whatever he thought came to pass. Seeing this, the Master was fully convinced of the genuineness of his vision. Ramakrishna always encouraged his devotees to see God with open eyes, as he pervades everything and every being. His nephew Ramlal said, If anyone would meditate or closed eyes, closed his eyes while repeating his mantra inside the Kali temple, the master would tell him, What are you doing? You are seated here in front of the living mother? Look at her. Do your heart's content. Practice those spiritual disciplines elsewhere where you cannot get this direct experience. Suppose you have gone home to visit your mother, would you sit before her with closed eyes and repeat her name? <laughs> that sentence really I like more. <laughs> when you go to home and say, Mother, you know, you see your mother, Mother, sit down, let me meditate on you and repeat one <laughs> Then you are foolish. When you see your mother in front of you, laugh and talk, touch, you do everything. Ramakrishna, a beacon in the turbulent ocean of Maya. Ramakrishna is now in the abode of meditation and not in the domain of name and form. The purpose of this book is to enable readers to reach Ramakrishna, the divine incarnation of this age, through various methods of meditation, such as meditation on his blissful form, omniscient mind, divine qualities, exalted leela, and unselfish service. In addition, meditation can be focused 
on the places that he sanctified, how he taught meditation and prayer, or on the magnitude of his life and message. With the advent of each avatar, a new scripture evolved, such as Tripitakas of Buddha, the New Testament of Jesus, and the Quran of Muhammad, Sri Ramakrishna Lila Prashanga, Sri Ramakrishna's divine play, and Sri Ramakrishna Kathapamrita, the Gospel of Ramakrishna, are the Ramakrishna scriptures. In See God with Open Eyes, Meditation and Ramakrishna, the authentic history of these last two scriptures is recorded. There are some incidents and quotes that have been cited more than once in this book. I could not avoid these repetitions because removing them would disrupt the flow of thought in each context, and the ideas they illustrate would not be fully presented. The purpose of the scripture is to make the unknown known. Once a brahmachari asked him, the recorder of the Gospel of Sri Ramakrishna, what was unique about the advent of Sri Ramakrishna? M replied, the master came to prove that God exists. He realized God in many ways with form and without form. He also made it possible for his intimate disciples to experience God. If those who have never met the master focus their thoughts on him, he will graciously appear to them. He told his disciples, those who think of me inherit my treasures. As children inherit their parents' wealth. The master's riches include knowledge, devotion, discrimination, renunciation, love, peace, Mahabhava, Samadhi, and so on. God is truly a mystery to us because God is hidden. Hidden. This world is God's playground and we are God's playmates. God loves to play the game of hide and seek with us. Christ said, Ask and ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and ye shall be opened unto you. If you sincerely seek, we shall find you, find God. The merciful Lord responds when his children sincerely and wholeheartedly call for help. It is meditation that connects us with God and makes our lives peaceful and blissful. Meditation, a healing balm for the mind. Ramakrishna Ram answered these questions. How should you meditate? Where should you meditate? On whom should you meditate? When should you meditate? What shall we achieve from meditation? The mind is of two kinds, pure and impure. Peace and bliss are experienced in the pure mind, which cannot be bought in the market. The mind becomes pure when it is free from sense objects. It becomes impure when it is absorbed with sense objects. We wash our dirty clothes by putting them in the washing machine, adding detergent and turning on the machine and turn on the machine. Each churns and washes dirt off and clothes automatically. Similarly, mantra and meditation churn the mind and clean it by removing lust, anger, greed, jealousy, ego, and attachment. The whole mystery of spiritual life lies in the cleansing process of the mind. Christ said, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. The primary result of meditation is experiencing God as a living presence in our heart, which brings joy and peace of mind. God is so near to us, but we do not see Him. We see everything through our eyes, but we do not see our own eyes. In Pasadena, Swami Vivekananda asked an American teenager named Ralph, Can you see your own eyes? 
Ralban said, no, except in a mirror. God is like that, Swamiji told him. He is as close as your own eyes. He is your own, even though you cannot see him. Swamiji meant that we need a clean mind mirror in which God is reflected all the time. There is no end to the human imagination. Some think that meditation is nothing but imagination. We imagine so many things, but are they all real? Swami Turiyananda answered, Once the imagination of the truth ripens into realization, today's imagination becomes tomorrow's realization. But one should hold on to the truth firmly. If, the, if one imagines in the beginning, then realization may follow. Otherwise, it will not. The Atman is first to be heard of, then reflected on, and finally meditated upon. Afterwards, when it is experienced, that is known as realization. Meditation is the science of coming of coming the mind and attaining spiritual enlightenment. Various teachers worldwide have developed methods to still the restless mind. Equanimity of the mind is called yoga. Patanjali, the founder of yoga psychology, taught that one can control and calm the mind by repeated practice and non-attachment. In fact, practice makes a person perfect. Suppose I want to meditate for 60 minutes and I fail to focus the mind for 59 minutes. At least one, I connected my mind with God for one minute. That experience will stay with me forever. It is as if someone brought 60 grains of sugar and dropped one grain on my tongue, but took away 59 grains. The experience of that one grain of sugar convinced me that sugar tastes sweet. Thus, I shall never doubt the taste of sugar in my whole life. Another example. A mason tried to break a piece of a stone by hammering it for 59 times, but failed. However, he succeeded in breaking it on the 60th stroke. Did those 59 strokes go in vain? Thus our spiritual journey is a series of ups and downs. Without a struggle, there is no victory. Meditation and other spiritual practices strengthen and calm the mind, develop willpower, and enhance the power of discrimination. Ramakrishna repeatedly said that last and Gaulyar Maya and that attachment to them is responsible for human misery, devotion and meditation are like a healing balm to the distressed mind. Ramakrishna, the avatar of the present age. In, in this present age, Ramakrishna's life and teachings are very effective, not only for seekers of God, but for others as well. Ramakrishna is now the ideal of innumerable people both in the East and the West. It is the nature of a lower lover to want to know all of the minute details concerning the beloved. And the more we know, the more our love increases. When love dawns, meditation becomes easy. See God with open eyes, meditation on Sri Ramakrishna will enable readers to visualize various facets of the Master and learn many new minute details of his life. This will enhance the intensity of their meditation and help them develop more faith, hope and love, which are indispensable in human life. When God takes a human form, we want to see how that avatar lives, acts, talks, walks, laughs, cries, eats and sleeps like other human beings. When we study the lives of Rama, Krishna, Buddha and Jesus, we observe 
their overwhelming divine aspects and supernatural power, but learn very little about their human aspects. We do not see them laughing, crying, and joking like other human beings. But in the Ramakrishna literature, we can see the Master crying bitterly for God and his devotees, laughing heartily during conversation, making jokes with his disciples, and also merging into Samadhi. Ramakrishna was never a dry monk. As human beings, his, this human aspect brings us closer to him, and we feel he is one of us and our very own. What shall we do with the God who is seated on a throne in heaven? We need that avatar who will be our eternal companion in our day-to-day -day life. This book depicts how lovers of God can establish and deepen their relationship with Ramakrishna through prayer and meditation. And that strong bond makes them feel safe, secure and sane. Finally, Ramakrishna's heavenly smile during Samadhi is an instance of how this joyless world can be transformed into a mansion of mirth. In conclusion, I must mention what induced me to undertake this project. During meditation with closed eyes, I try to think, Aham Brahmasmi, I am Brahman. Again, when I serve human beings with closed open eyes, I try to think, Tattamoshi, thou art that, or you are Brahman. Both are the great Vedic dictums, Mahavaikyo indicating that I and you are the same. This experience of oneness, unity in diversity, is the culmination of Vedantic wisdom taught by Sri Ramakrishna. Only this non-dual experience can bring eternal peace and bliss to humanity. Anyhow. <coughs> you just finished this huh? You just finished this? Or? Yeah. My goodness, I, t I took 10 minutes extra. <laughs> <laughs> Anyhow, tonight, from next Saturday, our Swami Bhajanananda will give your satsang. And I'm glad that I can come four times, last four Saturdays. Then again, it will be summer. I shall again come in July, August. And in the middle of September, two and a half months, I shall be ready. Introduction is very, very important. How to, what is, why should I, what is the subject matter of this?